With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to another round of Prem and Proper here at SDH, where we take you through the sprint that is the Premier League as we get you ready for the World Cup and all of the uh, associated elements with that. We'll even kind of delve into Champions League a little bit and get you squared away toward the tail end of Match Week 6 and where everybody's going to be. Is it knockouts? Is it Europa? Or is it home? But let's go over the last week in the uh, Premier League. Eight matches on Saturday, two on Sunday. And in that stacked world, Manchester City, all they needed to do was get one. That's what they got against Leicester. 1-0 win there at a minus 244 at the King Power. Newcastle and Aston Villa. Newcastle really pouring it on against Aston Villa as they still wait for Unai Emery and his staff to take the touchline. Newcastle with goals from uh, someone close to the SDH universe. Miguel Almiron got his uh, another tally added to his stacks. 4-0 win for Newcastle as they continue to rocket up the table, and they are in European positions if the season were to end today. Callum Wilson was asked about what's been going on with Newcastle in the season so far. Here's his answer, courtesy of our friends at Sky Sports and the Premier League. Adam, it took a while for obvious reasons for that game to get going, but you certainly got it going. Exactly that. I think once you have an opportunity to break the deadlock, then the game changes. Um Still have to score the penalty nevertheless, but once it went in, they had to come out, start playing football against us, and it started to suit us in our favour. You couldn't have come much closer to a hat-trick, could you? Frustrating. Um, but, you know, you take the positives. Uh, two goals and assists, you, you'll have that today, but when you hit the crossbar and you have a shot on goal, which rebounds and we, and we score from, you're just a little bit frustrated you didn't get the third, but um, look at the bigger picture and hopefully get the goals next week that I didn't get today. Were you aware that Gareth Southgate was watching here today? No, I wasn't. Um, you, you, you know, you concentrate on your, your Newcastle performances. Yes, I'd love to go to the World Cup. I've been asked that many times and, you know, my, my motivation is clear. But at the end of the day, I have to do my talking on a football field and that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. What's it like playing in this team at the moment? Unbelievable. You go out there, um, you have full confidence in your team. You always feel like you're going to get an opportunity at goal and then it's just about being clinical and taking that. And we're playing free-flowing football at the minute and long may it continue. 
I know you've all got your feet on the ground, but there's a few around the city who might not uh, be doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and rightly so. You know, the the fans dream big, and and so do we as players. But we also have to be, you know, humble within that and take one game at a time. And you know, like you say, keep our feet on the ground. Crystal Palace got the one goal that they needed to beat Southampton at a plus 106. Brighton's the shocking result of the weekend. Big win for Roberto De Zerbi, knocking off Chelsea by the score of 4-1. to Brentford and Wolves, a 1-1 draw to plus 246. Spurs winning 3-2 at Bournemouth at the Vitality at a minus 133. We'll have more on Spurs coming up in just a little bit. Fulham and Everton at a goalless draw to plus 244 and leads the shocker of the weekend, knocking off Liverpool with the latest of late goals to get the 2-1 win. Big win for Jesse Marsh at a plus 1074. That got you through your Saturday. On Sunday, Arsenal had a 1-0 lead at the half against Nottingham Forest. They end up with a 5-0 win at a minus 435. Then leading into the final match of the week in Manchester United and West Ham, Eric Ten Hag was asked what it's like to have Harry Maguire back as a part of his lineup once again, courtesy of our friends at Sky. Big night last night for your captain as well in Harry Maguire. Got 45 minutes of action. How do you feel he did and do you feel he can still make a big impact ahead of the World Cup and get enough game time so that he's ready for the World Cup for England. Uh, we have five games to go. Um, so in a short period, so we need everyone. That's obvious, but I'm really happy Harry is back um, from his injury. And, and uh, now he has to fight his position back in the team. And so I was really happy to give him the minutes yesterday and he did well. So he will compete for those positions in the team and we have to win all the games. So um, I'm happy he's available, he's ready and prepared to get in the team and prepare to win games. And then before the match leading into it, Declan Rice charged the table as uh, you know some folks are wont to do uh, leading into the programming for uh, Sky Sports. And he was asked about what it's like to try to make an impression for West Ham against this Manchester United side at Old Trafford. Here's his interview with everybody at the table, right there, pitch side. Good afternoon. Good. Good to see you, Good to see you Declan. You Thank you for coming in. What's it like playing here? Is it intimidating? Is it inspiring for someone like you? Yeah, inspiring for sure. Um, you know, it's Old Trafford. You know, you think of the heritage, the big games that have been here, um, the top players that have played here. You know, you want to come here as a player and stamp your mark, stamp your authority, and hope one, get a win, and two, play well yourself. Declan, quick one on your responsibility at the club. Mark Noble, your big mate, isn't here anymore. How have you found that as a running the dressing room, the captaincy? Is it different? Yeah, yeah it's, it's very different. You're having to deal with a, a lot more different things now. You know, you're having to deal with top people at the club, have more conversations, um, have a closer relationship with a manager. You know, I'm so young and, you know, it's something I'm really enjoying. Is there a player in Manchester United's midfield which you'll be looking to get close to today, specifically on your side? Is it someone you've been tasked with marking? Yeah, I think I think every time we play against United, Bruno's the one that I need to, to try and look after, you know. He, he picks up good pockets, good spaces, um, always wanting to take the ball. Also, we need to get around their midfield as a three, you know, they've been performing really well recently, so it's going to be a tough matchup. Just Can before you go, do you, do you think, Declan, that the team just needs one big result really to get the season going yeah without a doubt it's been coming we've been unlucky this year um, especially against Liverpool last week you know we were so close to, to coming away from something from the game you know every time we've come here we've been really close so today we're looking to come here and, and get three points which will be massive for us we wish you well go thank and get you yourself much. warmed up good luck, <laughs> good luck, maybe we'll speak to you later thank you very much too 
But the end result was Manchester United's winning 1-0 at a minus 139. Ten matches in very short order, eight on Saturday, two on last Sunday. So that brings us into the standings and how things are. Arsenal with the big win. They are the first team in double-digit wins in the Premier League this year. Took them 12 matches to do it at 10-1-1. They're at 31 points ahead of Manchester City. Both of those teams have played only 12 matches. They're at 29 points, Manchester City are. Tottenham is third at 13 matches played. They have 26 points. They snapped the two-game losing streak with the result last time out. Newcastle, we caught up with Callan Wilson. You heard that interview, unbeaten in their last five. They are 6-6-1 six, six and one at 24 points at 13 matches played. Manchester United, after 12 matches, they're unbeaten in their last five. They're at 23 points. Chelsea is at 21 points, had a four-match unbeaten string snapped with the loss to Brighton. Fulham is in seventh at 19 points, unbeaten in their last four. Brighton has hit every column in the last three with a win, a loss, and a draw, 12 matches and 18 points. 16 matches, uh, 16 points for Liverpool in 12 matches. They've lost two in a row. Crystal Palace at 16 uh, points also. Fours across the board in their first 12 matches. They're at a goal difference of minus three. Brentford is at 15 points in 11th place, and they have only lost once in their last four. They've only won once in their last four as well. Everton, 14 points in 13th place, unbeaten in their last four, uh, their last two. West Ham, seven losses in their first 13 matches on the season. They are at 14 points. Uh, Bournemouth is in 14th place with 13 points after the initial bounce uh, after the uh, firing of Scott Parker. They have now lost three in a row. They're at 3-4-6, and six, 13 points, 13 matches played. Leeds snapped that four-game losing streak with the big win over Liverpool. They're at 12 points in 15th place, not out of the danger zone by any stretch, but big boost to Leeds going forward. Aston Villa's lost three of four. That included the sacking of Steven Gerrard. They're at 12 points, goal difference of minus nine. Same record for Southampton. Across the board, 13 matches, 3-3-7, three, three, and seven. goal difference, Goals scored, goals allowed. Everything's the same right now when it comes to Villa and Southampton at 12 points. Leicester, Wolves, Nottingham Forest. That's your relegation zone. Leicester uh, had their three-game unbeaten string snapped uh, with the loss last time out. They're at 11 points. Wolves have only won once in their last five at 2-4-7. and seven. They are at 10 points. They have only scored six goals so far this season. Nottingham Forest has scored eight but they've given up 28 in 13 matches. With Dean Henderson in net, it could have been a lot worse if it was someone other than Dean Henderson there for Nottingham Forest. Nine points, last place right now, and the word is is that uh, Maranakis, the owner, might invest another 50 to 100 million pounds in the club to try to keep them up this season in the January window, so we'll keep an eye on that going forward. Uh, before we get into the activity coming up this weekend, Jurgen Klopp was asked, we, as we kind of delve into uh, Champions League here just a little bit, Jurgen Klopp was asked by reporters leading into their Champions League play in the midweek if the team was lacking fight this year. It's a long exchange, but it's an important exchange with Jurgen Klopp and uh, the uh, asker of the question. It's a about three and a half minutes, but it's worth your time. Here's Jurgen Klopp, once again, courtesy of Liverpool, their own selves, and the Champions League. Hi, Jurgen. You, you said earlier that the Leeds goal had you waking up at night 
Um, is that a regular thing for you? Is it a common thing for you? Have you had a few this season? Wake up in the night thinking about No, no, I'm 55. I go a couple of times per night on the toilet. So, <laughs> um, that's why I wake up usually. But this time, the goal was in my mind. Yeah. I just on, on tomorrow night's performance, what's the, the most important thing you want to see from the performance tomorrow? After all those things I answered now, you ask me that question, Carl. <coughs> Fight. Well, you think I want to see now that we, that we start um, um, passing around them back heels um, and, and bicycle kicks and these kind of things? Of course not. We have to work and we will. That's what, for that, we have to make sure that the boys we line up are ready to do that. And then we will do it, and then we will see what we get for it. The problem is Napoli will fight as well, so but that's fine. That's Champions League competition, highest level. How is that? Really, a team in top form in the moment. Whatever they, whoever they line up, they can make changes. Each striker scores, and and all these kind of things. That's their situation. Yeah, that situation as well from time to time. So I'm not jealous or whatever. It's fine, well deserved. But we have to be the opponent. They don't want to face. But in the moment, I think the mood in the Napoli camp is pretty good, rightly so. They think, OK, that's, uh, let's give them the next knock, and we have to fight against that. I knew you would say fight, by the way, but I just wondered how easy it is to switch that on, because there have been some performances where that fight hasn't been there. So how do you, how do you ensure that, that fight is there? Which performances where we didn't fight? Forest, maybe? <laughs> That's, again, our life. It's completely, but you're, you're all right, and I'm wrong. That's how it is. But um, the, to say we didn't fight against Forrest is, is, is actually, yeah, still not right. Um, because we, yeah, you lose a game, and that's how it is. You lose a game, and then people tell you you didn't, you didn't try hard enough. You can fight, obviously, in a different way against Forrest. We, we, we ran against the wall, um, a deep defending wall, and conceded a, 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 a completely unnecessary goal. Um, and yes, we could have played better, we could have done a lot of things better, but the boys fight. And it's not a game where you now can outrun the, the, the opponent because you have the ball all the time and, and run against the wall. So that's a, that's a different thing. The fight is there. Do we do it always with 100%? For that, you need um, the full conviction about what you're doing as well, and you need the full um, physical ability to do that. So let me say it like this. The, the, the fighting spirit is not our problem this moment that's there this group this group in that aspect didn't change and will not change it's like the guy didn't change but all of a sudden everybody thinks you're not trying hard enough you know don't do this hard enough and do not that hard enough. that's the life we live not the, not since yesterday that's completely normal i how is that i don't expect you to to think more about our situation than i do that's don't think that would be possible anyway um but you come here and ask a few questions and are more or less happy with the answers. That's fine. But my life around is actually the job. Um, I, I used to say that press conferences are like holiday. I cannot say that anymore because facing your questions is, uh, when you lose is really tough. Eight interviews after a game, you lose. And when you still have not sorted everything, what you think about it is a real, it's a real torture. But again, that's part of the job. And I had another look in my wage slip, and that's what I'm paid for. So, um, and pretty, pretty good as well. So, it's okay. You can criticize. Absolutely right. We have to work. Pep Guardiola getting ready for their time, uh, Manchester City's time. One last match against Sevilla, and right now Erling Haaland has not been uh, a part and parcel to 
uh, the last match. And so would it be two in a row with Erling Holland on the bench? Here's Pep Guardiola with a short answer and a very direct one. You said on uh, th- Saturday that Erling had ligament damage and that he was feeling better. H- have you had any evolution, any news on his situation and his injury? Feels better. Still feels better? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Comparing Saturday and Sunday, even Monday every day is, feels better, but still is not 100%. We don't want to take a risk. It's no sense. Hopefully we can have him in, against Fulham. So he doesn't train with the team at the moment? No. Okay, thank you. So the idea, hopefully, is to have Holland ready for the weekend fixtures. We'll get into the juice boxes there coming up in just a little bit. Eric Dyer, uh, we mentioned Spurs and what has been going on with Spurs. Crazy group all the way down to the last, and Spurs make it to the knockouts with their results. So Eric Dyer was asked about a crazy day that wrapped up the group stage as Spurs get ready for knockouts with their 3-2 win. Yeah, um, I think... uh a bit of a game of two halves. I think uh, obviously we were poor in the first half. Uh, Hugo made a few great saves. We, had to, we were defending a bit too deep and we couldn't really get out of there. And then uh, in possession, we we didn't have as much of the ball as we would like. Um, but obviously we come here knowing that we were defending a result that, that would, would uh, take us through. So um, obviously there's that psychology to fight against. But uh, after they scored, I think uh, we, were, we were a lot better and we knew we had to get the goal. And Obviously, lots of things happened in the first half. Sonny went off, we changed formation. So I think at half-time, we managed to organise ourselves a bit better. Um, and uh, second half, we, I thought we played very well. Um, created many chances, obviously got the goal and then we could have scored many in transition after that. It, it did feel like a lot was going against you in that first half mm-hmm. in an atmosphere like yeah. this. So what, what was the key to that change in at halftime? No, I think uh, there wasn't a change. I think we just got it, got it, got us a chance to organise ourselves. Obviously, Sonny came off. We brought out a midfielder. Uh, obviously, changed system a little bit. So uh, it was just making that more clear, um, which is difficult to do in the middle of the game. And then not only tactically, I think we needed to improve our in every way really to to play better with the ball, to have a bit more aggression. Um, without the ball to be to be a bit more on the front foot and so there were many aspects that we needed to improve and I think we did that. Correction, the win was a, a 2-1 win for Spurs and it was at the death but a big win for Spurs moving on to the knockouts. So you come out of Champions League which means you head right into your next round of Premier League matches either match 13 or match 14 depending on who you're talking about and once again it is on your Saturday and Sunday, 5-5, five and five. here's your rundown of the matches themselves as you run into the, uh, the activity that is going to be going on in uh, England on the weekend as everything is racing toward the, uh, the notion of the World Cup in only 23 weeks' time. Leeds and Bournemouth, you have four matches at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Remember, one more week before the United States uh, changes over into fall back before the times reset. But you have uh, 11 o'clock Eastern time. Leeds, a favorite at home against Bournemouth, could use another three points to go up the table there at a minus 132. Manchester City understood a big uh, favorite against Fulham at a minus 714. Just for information purposes only, Fulham is north of plus 1800 for the win. Nottingham and Nottingham Forest and Brentford, interesting matchup there at City Ground. Nottingham Forest, a plus 175. Brentford, a plus 161. 
Wolves needs points. They're in the relegation zone. They are a home underdog to Brighton. Deserby and the goals come to uh, the Molyneux at a plus 119. Everton and Leicester is your late game at 1.30 Eastern time. Everton's a plus 144, and Leicester is a plus 200. On Sunday, five matches once again, 7, 9, and 11.30. Your early match, Chelsea and Arsenal. And right now, Chelsea is a slight home favorite against Arsenal as they head to Stamford Bridge. Chelsea's a plus 164. Arsenal is a plus 173 in the composite. Three matches at 9 o'clock. Villa hosting Manchester United. Manchester United's a plus 106. Southampton hosting Newcastle. Newcastle on the road at St. Mary's is a minus 108. West Ham and Crystal Palace. West Ham is a favorite at a minus 106 as Crystal Palace comes to town north of plus 300. Your late match on your Sunday is at 11.30, Tottenham and Liverpool. So you've got to start up early with Chelsea and Arsenal. You end it early, or you end it late uh, before your uh, NFL kickoffs with Tottenham and Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool right now currently is a plus 123 heading to Spurs Stadium. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur is a plus 208, and your draw is a plus 278. So that's your rundown of everything going on in the Premier League. Once again, you've got folks in uh, decision days and last group stage days, figuring out if they're going to go to knockouts in Champions League, if they're going to go to Europa League, or if they're coming home. And then it's your quick turnaround for action on Saturday and Sunday as the sprint to the World Cup continues. Uh, and Spurs obviously keeping an eye on the Yunman's son injury situation, injured and had to be pulled from their match on their last group stage day. And it's only 23 days at the time of the injury to the beginning of the World Cup. So they'll keep an eye on Yunmin's son and his injury going forward. So uh, that is your look at everything going on in the Premier League. It's another round of Prem and Proper. So once again, thanks for hanging out with us here at SDH. We'll be back again next week with another go-round for match week 13 and 14 for your favorite clubs in England in the top division. For everybody here at SDH, I'm just John. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy the games of the Premier League. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.